You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Mikey's Indie 500. I am your host, Mikey Man Freddy, welcoming you back to my race through the independent scene, where I'll be watching 500 independent wrestling matches in the year 2020, and I'm so glad you're all joining me on this journey. Remember to send your match suggestions in to hashtag HTB500 at HitTheBooksPod on Twitter. Let me know what matches I should review next. So, for this 10, we got quite the mishmash of matches here, but we are starting off with a little bit of deja vu here. We have a second, for, a, for the second time, David Starr versus Jordan Devlin from OTT. If you remember last week, I did review their match from Homecoming, which got 4.5 stars from me. But this time, I am reviewing their match from 5th year anniversary for the OTT World Championship. And guys, this match was a banger. If you watch it on YouTube, they start you off with a little bit of a promo in the beginning. And it just shows off how how personal this rivalry is and how amazing both of these guys are. Uh, here's a clip. I am here to save independent professional wrestling. Jordan, this is so much bigger than you and me. I am sick with you running your mouth about your little independent movement. October 26th, I'm gonna shut your mouth once and for all. I am now the import killer and you are the import, Jordan. There is only one import killer. OTT World Championship because I'm fucking destined to. This match was awesome. It starts off with a big fight feel when Jordan Devlin enters and then security enters the ring and just cuts it in half. So you have David Starr on one end, a line of security, and Jordan Devlin on the other hand, on the other side, and they're just staring each other down through this wall of security, and that immediately starts off and gives it this very big fight feel and it's so so cool to to just experience uh this match starts off hot they just go right at each other as i knew they would because these two hate each other so it starts off hot and it never stops the crowd is even hot the crowd oh my god the crowd is electric this whole match they do not sit down for the probably i think the entirety of it it's it's crazy. It definitely helps helps you feel just feel how awesome this match is. Uh and it's really crazy because in his in his I'm pretty sure uh fifth anniversary fifth year anniversary was in Jordan Devlin's home city of Dublin, Ireland, and the crowd was against him. Uh the crowd Jordan Devlin was almost a heel in this match, which is crazy to think because David Starr is in this match and he is one of the biggest heels in all of wrestling. Uh, so that's pretty crazy, but the crowd seems to be on David Starr's side for this one. We the Independent. Uh, there is an awesome moment in this match where David Starr and uh, Jordan Devlin uh, kind of challenge, kind of 
agree to a bout of just fisticuffs where they just punch the crap out of each other, and David Starr ends up busting open Jordan Devlin, getting blood on his hands. He looks at his hands. Jordan Devlin's blood all over him, and what does David Starr do? He licks the blood right off of his hands. What a visual it was. How It, it really was just... Um, it, it was gross, but, like, just the metaphor of that was so cool. Yeah, there's one point where the, the OTT belt gets involved, where two both of the guys are uh, are planning to hit each other with it, but uh, none of them end up doing it. And this ends up to a, this ends up to the ref getting distracted by pulling away the belt from uh, David Starr. And while the ref is distracted, he glow blows Devlin, and they both just fight until the end. And David Starr at one point uh, teases that he's going to hit the pedigree because I believe this is after Devlin signed with WWE, so that was definitely uh, interesting. But in the end. David Starr ends up winning the match with a lariat from hell and becoming the new OTT World Champion. I gave this match five spicy meatballs out of five because the emotion was there. I couldn't take my eyes off the action. The action never stopped. And these guys put on a clinic of a wrestling match. And I love I love both of them. I love this feud so much. <laughs> All right, moving on. Next up. We have a match from Defiant Wrestling. We have Will Ospreay versus Ricochet in the semifinals of the Pro Wrestling World Cup. And this match was pretty cool. Um, The one qualm I had of this match was that it didn't really show off Will Ospreay as much as I would as much as I would have hoped. it was more of a one. It was a very one-sided uh, victory on Ricochet's part, um, and I wasn't too into it. I, I would rather, I would much rather see a a crazy back and forth match with a definite winner than one person dominating the other and then the other just getting in little bouts of offense here and there. At one point, uh, Osprey reverses a move from Ricochet into a roll up and ends up getting the win off of that. Which I thought was interesting because it kind of showed that uh, Ricochet may have gotten a little too cocky in this match. Even though he was dominating the whole time. And Osprey took advantage of uh, one small window of opportunity. Ends up pinning Ricochet with a roll up. Uh, like I said, this match was fine. Um, if you're looking for Will Ospreay. If you're looking to get into Will Ospreay. I wouldn't really want. I, I would. I, I'd be okay with skipping it. Because uh, it doesn't really show off. Where, it's more of a show for Ricochet. And Osprey just kind of hangs in there the whole time. Um, but it was still cool. The match was still fun. So I gave it, uh, three spicy meatballs out of five. Um, I enjoyed it. Next up, we have another match from Defiant Wrestling, and it's actually the Pro Wrestling World Cup Finals. Uh, and it is Will Ospreay, again, versus Kushida. So, Ospreay had to wrestle this match in the same night he wrestled Ricochet, and I just had to watch them both. I had to watch the finals, see how it went, especially when I knew he was going against Kushida, who I think is really cool. Uh, and this match on the uh, completely is a complete antithesis of the other one because you get to see both competitors at their strongest this match. They both just beat the absolute crap out of each other. They go absolutely crazy. They start off fast. as a bunch of reversals in the beginning, and it's just... 
so so cool to watch these two work um they're both incredible competitors and there was no it was almost like kushida was playing the heel in this match but nobody was real there was no real heel in this match because everyone loved both of the competitors which i did too i wasn't rooting for i was i was happy either way because they were both putting on a wonderful wonderful match um there is one point where b Priestley interferes uh who who those who don't know is will osprey's girlfriend i believe and she she brings in the the belt that kushida one of the belts that kushida came in with which i believe was a ring of honor belt or an iwgp belt i'm not 100 percent sure um and she gives it to osprey to hit kushida with it and osprey says no and he says he gets brief priestly out of the ring he wants to do it all by himself I thought that was really cool, um, and I thought that was a really good show from Will Ospreay. Uh, Kushida ends up kicking out of a big avalanche Oz cutter from the top rope and ends up winning the match with a back to the future on Osprey and becomes the Pro Wrestling World Cup and, be- and becomes the winner of the Pro Wrestling World Cup. And at the end, Osprey hands the cup to Kushida and shakes his hand. And that was a really nice visual to end the to end the whole the whole moment. Um, so yeah, I gave this match four point five meatballs out of five because I thought it was really fun to watch. I thought it was really cool, a really good showcase of both of these competitors, and I am super into it. And I can't wait to watch more of Kushida. Next up, we have a match from Riptide Wrestling, where Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, and Jimmy Havoc are in a triple threat tables match. And the way that the way that this triple threat tables match works is that the first person to put someone through a table two times is the winner. This match was super cool because it was very interesting to see it was very interesting to see Jimmy Havoc in this setting with Matt Riddle and Keith Lee who are two like in- incredible athletes and Jimmy Jimmy Havoc is just this uh well, he's known as this deathmatch guy, but he he holds his own in this match for sure. Uh, <laughs> to start off this match, Jimmy Havoc brings a table in, jumps up to the top rope, and then jumps through the table, putting himself through the table, thinking he won the match because he thought it was a tables match, so first person to put someone through a table wins. Uh, so <laughs> Jimmy put himself through the table, hoping to win the match, but that hasn't started yet. Uh, that was pretty funny. Um, it was a good moment for sure. Here's a clip. Jimmy, it's the first man to put two others through a table. What? Can I, can I put him through twice? Because that ain't happening. Oh, fuck so. Also, Jimmy, the bell hasn't rung. So Jimmy Havoc took an absolute beating in this match. Uh, of course he did, because he's Jimmy Havoc. Um, 
there was one point where Lee and Riddle were arguing over who was gonna put him through the table because who they they both want that point, um, and they end up fighting over it and there's a big brawl between the three of them, and it turns out that Keith Lee ends up going through the table with what looked like a 3D from. Um, that Riddle and Jimmy Havoc to Keith Lee, which is really interesting. So they both got uh, one one fall off the bat. So it was one to one to zero. Um, there was one point where Jimmy Havoc goes to the crowd and pulls out a piece of paper and starts giving Matt Riddle uh, paper cuts in between his toes, which was very funny. Uh, the crowd ended up chanting, you sick fuck, which is one of my favorite chants in all of wrestling. Uh... There was one point where Keith Lee tried to put Riddle and Havoc through a table at once and couldn't do it because the table didn't break. Uh, and then he put it in the ring to try to do it again, and the table didn't break. And then he tried to do it again, and the table didn't break. Uh, but Keith Lee does end up putting Matt Riddle through the table finally after three tries. Uh, and he grabs a mic and he asks Havoc if he set that table up to not break. So he could get the win, which was I thought was very funny. Um, so yeah, uh, at one point, Keith Lee does put Matt Riddle through the table finally and getting his first point. So everybody now has one, one fall. Uh, thank goodness. Uh, Riddle, Riddle's back must have felt like garbage, though, because he took so much punishment. He got powerbombed on. He got Jimmy Havoc powerbombed onto him with the table not breaking, so there was just no give there, and he just took that all straight to his midsection. Uh, he got hit into the table, into the corner twice, and it didn't break. And then when it finally does break, it was another slam to his back. So Riddle's back is probably just, like, dust by now. That was rough. Um, There was one point where Keith Lee finally or set, sets up a table to try to get the finish. Uh, and he sets it up, and it falls. O- and one side falls over. He sets it up again. The other side falls over, and he sets it up for a third time. And he actually bows to it to try to appease it, I guess, so the table doesn't fall on him this time. And I thought that was uh, that was pretty funny. Uh, the tables were just not on Keith Lee's side in this match. If you watch it, uh, it's kind of funny. Um, however, the match does end when Riddle uh, power bombs. Jimmy Havoc off the top rope through a table. Very Bubba Bubba Dudley esque, and after the match, Keith Lee does go into that Bubba that Bubba Ray like trance. But instead of having a very angry face, Riddle is just like zoned out and just has like a big goofy smile on his face, and it's really funny. Um, so yeah, Riddle ends up winning this match, uh, getting the first two table, uh, first two people two tables. I gave this match four meatballs out of five just because it was it was just really fun. It was really fun to watch. It was really cool to watch Riddle, Keith Lee, and Jimmy Havoc all in action together, which are three com- like wildly different styles all in the same match, all in a tables match too. Like That was cool. So yeah, I highly recommend you watch this match. It is free on YouTube. Just look up Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Jimmy Havoc tables match, and it is from Riptide Wrestling. Now the next match coming up is another match from Riptide Wrestling, which I saw the next match we have on our card is another match from Riptide Wrestling, which I saw and I just could not, absolutely could not avoid. I couldn't, I couldn't not watch this match. It was British Strong Style, which if you don't know is the team of Trent Seven, Tyler Bate, and Pete Dunn versus 
Candice LeRae, Colt Cabana, and Joey Ryan. This match was a comedy match through and through. There was just big. It was it was just fun. It was it was funny. It was just fun to watch. It was entertaining, and I loved every. Honestly, I loved every minute of it. This is this is. I think comedy wrestling has a very is very welcome. For, personally, I know some people think Joey Ryan's penis is ruining wrestling, but I personally think comedy spots like this and comedy wrestling like this is a hundred percent welcome. And I think it's just part of the it's just part of the whole gig. It's very very entertaining for sure. And I'll I always love a good comedy match. Why do you think I love Orange Cassidy so much? <laughs> so Joey Ryan uh, and Tyler Bate start off this match. To, uh, start off this match for their teams, for their respective teams. And Joey Ryan starts off the match in a way only Joey Ryan can. So this match, it was just a bunch of uh, funny comedy spots. Like nobody would nobody would touch Joey Ryan's dick because they know of its power. Obviously, uh, Cole Cabana comes in the ring and yells at I think it was Trent Seven. Cole Cabana grabs it, and Joey Ryan hurts him by accident, and it's just, who can control that thing? Uh, it's incredible. This whole match is just so funny, so fun to watch, and there's actually some really good wrestling, um, some really good wrestling that happens during it, uh, here and there, which is nice to see, because it's not all comedy, it's also some serious wrestling happens. Like, like there is one comedy spot where Colt Cabana starts uh, leading Trent Seven around the outside of the ring by just spanking him over and over, which is funny. So, I never realized, I never watched Candice LeRae stuff outside of NXT, and she really tore the house down when she was in the ring. She was on fire. There was one point where uh she had tyler Bate in a submission hold like the black widow i'm not sure of the technical name of that hold but you know like aj lee's black widow when she was in wwe and pete dunn charges at her to, to break up the submission hold like a, like a partner would do and she spins it around she spins out of it puts gets tyler Bate into a hurricane rana and tosses him into pete dunn for a speed and uh tyler Bate ends up spearing pete dunn which was awesome to watch that Candice LeRae was able to do that. There was one point where British Strong Style all made fun of Triple H because they said they needed to power up, so they all took a drink of water and spit it in the air like Triple H, and then all did a pedigree. Um, and this match, this match made me realize that I'm pretty sure Joey Ryan's dick is canonically stronger and more powerful than the Undertaker altogether. Because of just the things he can do with it. Um, watch this match and you'll see what I mean. It is on Riptide Wrestling's YouTube channel. 
you can find it for free just like all just like all of these matches I'm watching. Um please look it up. It's 100% worth the watch. Super fun, super great. Um in the end, Candice LeRae, Joey Ryan and Cole Cabana get the win. Um and I gave this match four four meatballs out of five. Just because it was fun, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much, and I couldn't I couldn't help but just be in love with wrestling at that point in time. I it, it reminded me how after watching all these like after watching all these crazy serious matches that I've been watching recently here, like it's nice to have a little sprinkle of fun here and there, and that's what this match was. So, if you like fun wrestling, fun comedy wrestling, I highly suggest this match. And if you think Joey Ryan's penis is ruining wrestling, then don't watch this match. Whatever you, hey, whatever you feel like doing, I'm not here to judge. Next up, we have a match from TNT Extreme Wrestling. We have Pentagon Jr. versus Pac. And this match had a lot of potential to be super cool. Because both of these competitors are great. Um, And honestly, I wasn't really impressed. It was fine. The match was okay. Um, I expected way more out of both of these two guys. There was nothing super exciting that happened. There was, like, a couple of big spots that that were kind of cool. Um, there was a couple of botched spots that kind of ruined it for me and took me out of it. Um, it was, it was, it was a little bit sloppy, considering who both of these guys are and how amazing both of these guys are. The match was a little sloppy, and it took me out of it. Um, this match I gave 2.5 meatballs. I didn't really like it that much. I thought it was fine. Like I said, it was eh, It was fine. It was a match, but there was botches here and there, and it was just sloppy wrestling altogether. And eh, and I expected way honestly, I expected way more from uh, Pac and Pentagon Junior. Um, considering what I've seen from them and other promotions. After that, we have a another match. We have Matt Taven versus Roosh in Ring of Honor for the Ring of Honor World Championship. At death before dishonor, and this match was pretty cool. Um, I've never seen either of these guys compete before this. Before I watched this match, and they were both. I liked them both. Um, there were points though where I thought Roosh should have been the heel instead of Matt Taven. Uh, I guess because I don't really know them, but Roosh was doing way more crazy stuff that heels would do than Taven was. Um, and Roosh was showing off a lot of the match, which was kind of a heel move. But hey, this match was cool. Roosh ended up using the barricade as a weapon at one point, which I thought was nuts. There was what there was one point where they were fighting on the outside and the ref wasn't counting, and then other points in the match he was counting when they were on the outside, so it was like weird. Um But Roosh ends up winning after he kicks out of Taven's finisher and hits him with two bull's horns in the corner, and Roosh wins the ROH world title from Matt Taven. I gave this match three meatballs out of five. It was good. I enjoyed both of these competitors. Um, I don't know. Match didn't didn't hit. Didn't hit. It wasn't. Didn't feel five meatballs to me. It was just. It was a good title match. Um, I wanted a little more out of it though. I think. Next up, we have a match from Triple A, another Triple Threat match. We have a Triple A Triple Threat. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, we have Bandito versus Ray Phoenix versus a Flamita, and this match was. If you like if you like luchador wrestling, lucha style wrestling, 
This match is for you. This match was Lucha 100%. This match was fast, and it never stopped being fast. There was so many reversals, so many crazy spots. These guys were flying all over the place, going crazy. You guys could imagine how how insane this match was. Uh, the momentum barely stops for a second, and it just goes and goes and goes. And that makes me feel so bad, so, so bad for the AAA referees. They're doing great. They're doing their best, but they're a little up there in age, and they're not. They're not as quick as maybe they they can be. They should be for uh, for a luchador referee match. But we all there. There is that stigma in wrestling where it's like uh, we got the lucha referees here uh, who are who do the slow counts and it, they they can't get down that fast. But I respect them for doing their job, and they're really great at it. And no hate, no hate here. Only love from from the AAA refs. Um, yeah, there was there was a point where they all super kick each other and knock each other down, and there was just nonstop action throughout this whole match. But in the end, Phoenix ends up taking it home. Uh, and I gave this match four meatballs out of five, just because it was nonstop action, 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 and it was a great show of AAA and what uh what lucha lucha wrestling is. And I really respected that. So I gave it four meatballs out of five. Go watch this match for sure. Next up is another match from Ring of Honor. And it is from Super Card of Honor 8. It is a mat- It is a two out of three falls match for the Ring of Honor TV title. And it is between Tommaso Ciampa and Jay Lethal. Uh, this match was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Uh, for a two out of three falls match, I expected much more. Um, there was a little bit of a botch on one of the moves uh, a little later in the match, but that's fine. Uh, sometimes stuff happens, but, uh, sometimes stuff happens. Uh, it did take away from the match a little bit because it was kind of a big move that needed to happen. Uh, and the botch on it really hurt it. Uh, but we'll get, we'll, we'll get to that. So before this match even starts, we have Tommaso Ciampa coming up with his knee brace because we all know of his, uh, his past knee injuries. And as this match starts, he takes off his knee brace that he's wearing, and he hands it to Lethal, who throws it out of the ring, and Tommaso Ciampa wrestles the whole match without his knee brace on. Uh, That was super cool. Uh, There was definitely a point where Ciampa uh, Lethal with a knee, and they knock knock him into the front row, and he he falls into the front row, which was cool. Uh, Jay Lethal ends up getting the first fall on this match. There was a point where they they stole each other's finishers. Which was neat. Uh, Jay Lethal does end up winning this match, however, when someone interferes and hands him the knee brace to hit Tommaso Ciampa with and set him up for the lethal injection. And Jay Lethal ends up winning the match and becoming the new Ring of Honor TV champion. I gave this match three meatballs out of five because I expect a little more out of this two out of three falls match. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa didn't even get a fall, uh, which was weird because they were hyping up this whole time how much he worked for it, how much he cared about that Ring of Honor that Ring of Honor TV title. So it was weird that they didn't even let him get a single fall in the match to 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 tell that story. It kinda of felt a little weird that he lost so quickly, but that's how it is. So I gave it three meatballs out of five. And for our last match today, we have in the, another match from AAA. We have Laredo Kid versus Sammy Guevara. For the Triple A Cruiserweight title. This match was just like the other Triple A match. It was fast and it never stopped being fast. 
There was big moonsaults by there was a big moonsault by Laredo Kid. There was uh standing moonsault into a standing shooting star by Sammy Guevara. There's crazy moves throughout this whole match. The 450 outside by Laredo. There's inter there's interferences left and right. Sammy Guevara's Avalanche Spanish Fly is super sick. <laughs> uh and I like the move a lot. Uh and Laredo Kid ends up winning with a his own variant of the Spanish Fly off of the top rope. Laredo Kid ends up taking it home and beating Sammy Guevara for the AAA Cruiserweight title. And I gave this match four meatballs out of five. It was really fun. It was really cool. It was nonstop action. And I highly recommend you watch it. Uh, Sammy Guevara is great. Laredo Kid's great. Everyone in this match is just great uh, and involved. And it was really cool to watch. So definitely watch that. That about wraps it up, everyone. Thank you again for joining me on another lap on my race through the independent scene. Please remember to recommend your matches uh, to at Hit the Books Pod on Twitter using the hashtag HTB500. Any mat, any independent match from any time, uh, AEW, WWE, and New Japan are all banned. So please don't suggest matches because those I don't really count as independent. Um, but anywhere else, uh, any superstars from those brands are okay. As you can see, I just had a Tommaso Ciampa match. I had a Sammy Guevara match. Like a Ricochet match. So as long as it's not those three brands, from it could be from any time, any, anywhere, I don't care. I just want to watch more wrestling. So please send in your suggestions to me. Like I said, at Hit the Books Pod with the hashtag HTB500. Uh, and thank you all again for joining me on My Race Through the Indies. See ya.